The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a great episode of UFC Unfiltered we have today. Corey Anderson calls in. Kamara Usman calls in. Matt and I joke around, and Chris asks a really shitty question. Worst question ever. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. I know he did. He's panicking. He told me to relax. Already, already, already Matt's saying that there's too many <laughs> stiffs around here. And Chris goes, relax. So now well, all we're going to do is trash people around this oh, shitty fine. office. It's, we're in a new place. Yeah, let's and trash everybody. I'm trying to everybody. get used to it, but I, he's such a nervous Matt doesn't like stiffs. He doesn't like confrontation. They, do they hear us out there? No, it's not even that I'm nervous about it. I just, do you want me to lean out there and you tell want them me to have a positive attitude? Hey, man, yeah, we got good energy. I am always have a positive attitude, but I work off energy. That's right. So we you used to be like above a stand-up comedy place, so it was a pretty cool laid-back energy except for the one bad the bathroom was kind of a situation i guess jimmy no yeah it was a, a little uh a little shitty, a little shitty yeah that one kid a used to go bit. in there and just blow it up for an hour but i'm not a, he's a nice kid but uh <laughs> i can't get mad at him for that but i mean you know we're in a new place and you know you got the, the security guy downstairs that's a fucking he's a good guy <laughs> i don't even say hello to him i just walk by he's just like mm, oh man Excuse me, everybody. We're working on that cough burp button. And also... Well, the security um, guy, look, I walked in today. Matt, I knew Matt didn't like him, and I said to him, hi. And what, he was, what did he say back? Uh, he was looking the other way. <laughs> cough, you like the drink. You know, he's just an idiot. And uh, he didn't look at me. Mm-mm. So I said, um, I, I said, uh, he nodded a little bit. Like, he did nod. Because um, yeah. I, was, I was staring at him for a second as I was signing in. And then he kind of looked and caught me looking at him. Um, and so I was like, all right. And then I'm like, do you know what the date is? Like, I made him talk to me, and he told me the date. First, <laughs> sometimes I don't like, it's like, it's like John McClane from Die Hard when he saw that fucking security guy, and, he, and he, he gave him a little head bob or whatever, and the guy just kind of was like picking his nails and looked at him. That guy. I don't like that kind of guy. There's no need for the rudeness. That's why I hated <laughs> Tollbooth collectors. I stopped acknowledging them years ago, because I would say hello or thank you, and they would say nothing. That's well, why they- I don't tip at Starbucks anymore. Because they were so fuck. No, no, I tip everywhere. Everybody. I tip everywhere. Starbucks, they would just look at it and keep talking. And it's like, you motherfucker, really? you don't have the courtesy to say thank you. I stopped 10 years ago tipping at Starbucks because yeah. the rudeness of not just saying thank I say thank you for everything. I didn't like that the other day. Thank was, you, Matt, for commenting. I was in AC. Sorry. Chris, thank you for being here. Thank no, you, sir. No, we're polite. You are no, polite. I, I play off energy. I'm, I'm with you with that, Jimmy. Yeah. So I don't know. So we walk in here and there's a bunch of stiffs a little bit. No? Matt doesn't like I it. I like the guy with the beard now. He's a nice guy. Yeah, that's probably But then there's some other guys. And it is like, I don't know, they're very stiff. 
No? Yeah. I guess that's what you call stiffs, guys in suits. They are stiffs. I guess you just call them suits. What do you call them? Yeah. You could call them suits. I don't want to listen. I'm not, I'm not sitting here like Colby Covington. I'm not nerd bashing. I mean, you are I'm, nerd bashing. You're no, right no, I'm a nerd. But I'm a nice guy. That is no, true. but this is where the office and the creative it's people so combine. It's so weird. You know? yeah. What is going on here? And then they're like looking in here, and I'm like, oh, hi, and they're like, hello. And they're like, and this is where we sometimes, whatever. I don't know. What are they doing? Do they do shit in here too? <laughs> yeah, fuck? of course. Yeah, well, the different shows recording. Okay. You know, the three so who studios, are they? So. Who are these people? Uh, so I'm not in- entirely sure who they are, but I know that that's like my bosses and different people, but they're, oh, they're, they're probably, you, oh, they're they're probably no trying to why sign. why you want me to be all happy. They're probably trying to sign a new show you know right. so well, I, good, I don't know who you're talking to but i don't know listen i have enough friends basically you want to go out there and say thing. something to them no, I, will. I got i got enough i don't want i'm not looking for new friends i just like and there's some people in here i see you know i smile and they smile back they're all nice they're all nice okay like, they're all nice but then was, today we got invaded by a bunch of suits and stiffs that's okay so far matt in the conference room yeah so far up here they've all been very friendly and i'm just like hello everybody mm-hmm. where's the great poupon yeah all right so what else we got we have Corey anderson uh, in studio no 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 not like we were promised no no i, I came in and i saw the mic the set third up. mic i mean we had him and, in studio it's just great news i saw the seat wah, and i go wah. we're gonna yeah i know you were gonna fucking what happened chris the Medusa? uh happened? Corey had a little bit of a some tire trouble on his car. He had a flat tire. The old That's a date excuse. That's an excuse you give when you don't want to go out it's, with a girl. It's like, you go ahead, that's dude. I got to wash my hair. I got to <laughs> the dog eat my homework. Yeah. No? That's, no, you're right. <laughs> we don't believe Corey, and we're going to say we think your tire is fine. <laughs> the tire is fine, Jim. And we also have Kamaru Usman calling in. I'm going to call uh, him right now. Are we talking to him first? Yeah. I like Kamaru a lot, man. I, I, I hung out with him a little bit in, um, in Vegas. He has good energy. He's a we great, were just talking about energy. He has good energy. Kamaru, and he's a killer, man. He's a powerful guy. He is a fucking killer. You know what would be a good fight? Kamaru against Matt Serra. No, no, I'm Come retired. Come on, cut it out, man. No, no. Uh, let me think don't, get, don't get me in trouble. Uh, I think uh, Colby right. against uh, Kamaru. I'd love to see. Yeah. Kamaru against fucking Woodley would be a great What's fight. What's going to happen to to Colby now. Does Colby, he, he I keep, do I say his name right? I keep saying I have a mental block. Does he Colby have a, Covington. Does he have a... What is going on with him now? I think it's, uh, to be honest, I don't agree with the UFC on this one. Do we have Kamara Usman? Oh. Yes, this is him. Hi, Kamara. You're talking to uh, Matt Sarah and Jim Norton. How are you? What's up, Kamara? I am good. What's going on, guys? I got to say, I sat next to you at the fight night, uh, Israel uh, Adesanya (laughs) fight. I got to say, you smelled great, and you really dress nicely when you go out. When Kamara was going out, you you really dress fucking sharp. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I I have to. I look different from outside the gym. That's something about me. I like to dress up. I like to look good. You know, I kind of live. I live through that model in college. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You fight good. So I always like to look good, even when I'm going out or when I'm just you know going to the fights. But in the gym. Different story. <laughs> so wait, so you're telling me, Jimmy, that Kamaro didn't give you the hi hat like the champ did? Didn't didn't Tyron did it? Did it? Did he? Did he? Did he uh, Tyron give you the no? Old... Tyron did say hello to me. The way you would say hello to a guy with a cup asking you for a dollar. That was how he said hello to me. <laughs> so Kamaro was very fun to sit next to. We chatted yeah. the whole night. We enjoyed the fights. He was friendly to the fans. But I just noticed a very very. Uh, well-dressed guy, and I'm not a particularly well-dressed man, so I admire that yeah. quality of someone, too. So what did you do in Vegas? I saw you. Did you go out to the clubs? Um, I think uh, a couple of nights I went out. I think maybe two nights. I was there for a total of maybe two weeks. Oh, wow. And Yeah, so I was there mainly primarily to get some rehab. 
because, you know, I injured my hands in my last fight. So I wanted to go while I was in Vegas, just one-stop shop, make sure I got to uh, get to the PI and see Heather, get a lot of treatment on my hands, see all the doctors that I could just to, to the next step to see what it was going to take, what it was going to take to get me back in the cage as soon as possible. And you know, when I was out there, it was a Sunday, Matt and I recorded a podcast from the uh, Performance Institute, but there was nobody there. It was like the Sunday after the fight. So they gave me a tour of the, it's really an incredible facility. It's beautiful. And I, I was amazed. Have you used that one? It's a, uh, an elliptical machine. It almost looks like you're stepping into a condom, like from the waist down. It's, <laughs> do you know, it, it takes the pressure off your legs. Do you know the machine? I mean, yeah, I, I know the one you mean. It's, it's kind of an elliptical, but it, it, it does everything. It's an elliptical that, that can go sideways. So usually when you step on an elliptical, it's kind of that forward and backwards, you know, up and down. But this one can kind of go sideways as well. So you can really get your glutes, get your ham, get your butt, really tone that butt up, you know, for the ladies. Well, this well, one, works well. it sure does. I like to have a good finger gripper. That's what I call my ass. <laughs> but, but no, this, this one, one, they said in Ghana uses this one. It was a, uh, it literally looks like a pool cover you're stepping into and your waist disappears and it has something to do with the air pressure will, will alleviate oh, yeah. pressure on and your that, leg. That one is, uh, I think there's one, it's kind of like a, a treadmill as well, but it's, uh, yes, it, it's, I forget what it's called. But it's, it's a treadmill that takes all that, the, you know, the banging off of your knee. So it's basically like you're running on the air. I think that's what it's supposed to stimulate. stimulate. Yeah, I'm guessing the heavier guys use that because I'm guessing they have their, their knees are a little bit more punished when they're running than, uh, you know, you walk the weights and lightweights. Well, yeah, actually, I did. When I was there, I was in the water. I, I had the underwater treadmill. So that was kind of the, the tool that I utilized a lot because, yes, my knees have taken a, a beating over the years. Underwater treadmill? Yeah, so you're in water. Basically, you're in a pool, but there's a treadmill at the bottom of it. So you're basically running in place in a pool. Does that? Does, is it a good workout? It sounds like it's gonna oh, yes. be easy. Oh, yeah, it's a, no, it's a great, it's a good, it's a great workout. I mean, it, it's technology is crazy nowadays. It's basically you're running, but it's but you're in water, so it takes all that. There's a lot of buoyancy, and it takes all that weight and all that pressure off of just the banging of running. But it, it's, it's, yeah, it's challenging. Trying to stay up on that thing in there in the pool, yeah, it's challenging. Is, now, is that the one, the, sorry, the pool? I saw one pool where you do, you do stuff, and then uh, all these cameras you can watch with your trainer in the next room. They're filming yeah. you underwater, and they're giving you readouts. It, it really is crazy. It's like the $6 million man opening. You remember that? No, of course you don't. Yeah, I, I, I remember when the $6 million man fought Bigfoot. But that's, that I don't think, I don't think Kamara was alive. No, he wasn't. He was a young man. I, I, that's, that's why women hate me who are, because I fucking ask old man questions. You remember Lindsay Wagner? No, shithead, I don't. I'm not 54. 20 year old. No, I don't. They have to start watching older television. Okay. So Kamara, can you tell us uh, what you're getting ready for? I mean, we know, but just to tell the audience. Man, uh, right now I'm training for uh, September 8th in Dallas, Texas. That is uh, the Wolf of the Welterweight title. If, uh, if something happens to, to go wrong, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, not saying I, I, I wish somebody doesn't make it to the fight, but I'm just preparing in case somebody doesn't make it to the fight because that, that those type of things happen in the sport that sure. we're in. So if, if unfortunately, Darren Hill is unable to make weight or is unable to make it to the fight due to whatever else, then I will be stepping in and, and facing Tyron Woodley. And vice versa. 
So, yeah, I, I hope those guys are healthy and are able to step in. But if they can't, essentially, I am the backup plan. I'm the cleanup guy. I get to step in there and clean things up. But come on, and, and I would love to see you fight both of those guys or either of those guys. But if Woodley gets hurt and you step in, it would just be a main event fight between you and Till, correct? I don't know what they're calling it. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not going to put that title on, out there. I mean, if they want to throw interim titles around, I don't mind that. You know? So it, it, it doesn't matter. I don't know what it would be. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is I'm preparing for both guys if anything happens. But obviously, preferably... I would rather fight Woodley that night than, than Till, but it doesn't matter to me. I mean, both are, both are the big fights. Both are the fights that I, I, I want, I've been wanting. And I think those are the fights that make sense for me, either one of those fights. Sure. Now, now I, listen, we know in this game people do get hurt, and there's been wacky stuff lately where, you know, whatever, guys don't make weight, and next thing you know they do fall out. So I understand your, your position, but... You know, as a guy that went through many camps, how are you going to approach this for getting ready for a five-round fight? Because it's grueling. It, 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 it's, it's, it's brutal getting, getting through a training camp normally, and you have a goal. You know you're set to fight, though. That's the, the payoff. You're going to have to go through this camp, and there's a, a very good chance you're not going to be able to fight. So where's, how do you stay motivated for that? Yeah, you're right, Matt. It, it, it's tough. But the big thing with with when you have a set fight and you, you you're you're training for that fight and that opponent, a big thing is you you get to deal you have to deal with the stressors of of man I got to do this good my opponent is great at this I got to make sure that I work this I, I'm perfect there and things like that and then you start to kind of doubts creep in your mind did I prepare enough for my opponent did I did I study them enough and so the good thing about my situation is. I don't have to worry about that. It's just, I'm just training. And my style anyways, I can fight anybody. There's not one thing that I that absolutely, you know, that I, I'm not good at. I'm good at everything. It's just a matter of me polishing myself, just worrying about myself, making sure that I, I, I am in the shape enough to go five rounds and, and push the pace and, and basically finish the fight wherever that fight goes. So that that's the that's the big thing for me is it's I don't have to worry about just training for a specific guy. You know, I'm kinda I kinda have the best of it right now. I'm just relaxed, I'm just training hard and whoever it is, I'll be ready to fight. Well, you know, the question too like uh, sorry, Mark, uh, is Colby, you know, he fights RDA, he wins the uh, interim belt. And, and again, he had an elective surgery, but getting sinus surgery so you can breathe better, I get because I have shit sinuses. And that can change your cardio. It can change your ability to, 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 to do a lot of things. If you can breathe a lot better, your ability to sleep better. So he made that decision. And then they said the minute the first round starts, the uh, interim belt is being taken away. But in a way, I, I, I feel and it was a little unfair to him. And I know there's no loss, love, love loss between you guys. But do you feel like that's a, a bit unfair to Colby that all of a sudden they've stripped his, uh, his belt? No, what I think is unfair and what I think didn't make any sense is when the champ has said that he's going to be returning in less than a year, what is the purpose and what is the point of making an interim belt? Why don't make just make those two guys fight for the number one contender? So I think the UFC shot themselves in the foot trying to even create an interim belt because that made no sense. And now you're in a situation to where, okay, you created that interim belt, basically a placeholder, and now this guy, the champ, says, I'm back, let's fight. 
And then you have the interim champ say, no, I'm the real champ. I don't want to fight because I want to go do this or do that over there. No, that, see, now you, you've kind of put yourself in a situation because now when the champ defends his belt, that interim belt is invalid. Right. Like, it, it, it makes no sense for having that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's... It's not necessarily... I wouldn't say it's not fair to, to Kobe. No, it, it's not fair to the champion. For Kobe's sake, he got paid a lot more money. He got paid like he was fighting for a real belt as opposed to just fighting a regular fight. Yeah, I don't disagree that they shouldn't have had an interim belt when Tyron said he was coming back. I don't think Colby will be out for that long. But, um, you know, j just the fact that I think the UFC will do that. My guess is that it's more of a business move. And I also think that as a business, they use, like, if champions don't want to fight certain fights, they have an interim champion. They're like, well, we'll just make them the champ. Like, I think it also gives them a little leverage in negotiations. That's just a guess. Uh, and I also think it's easier to sell a fight if there's some type of championship on top. What, are you going through a wind tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, are you in the middle of a tornado? What are you yeah, doing? Are you in a, are you in a, are you in a, uh, a fucking, uh, you know, a drop top? <laughs> are you in that fucking treadmill I mean, in the fucking I mean, ocean I mean, now? I mean, what are we I mean, doing? I'm in a convertible on the 95 highway driving home after trading right now. Oh, you are in a convertible. I was just kidding, but you really are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's actually not bad for a convertible. Hey, Kamara, you're the reason that uh, Colby Covington uh, hates Jimmy now. Oh, really? Because they had you in studio, and i that's the day I missed you because I had something at my kid's school or something. But uh, so then he called in when you were here, and they feel like uh, Chris, the producer, set him up. No, he thought it was I really set him Chris, up. Chris, the producer, I think. He thought set I up. set him up, but I was like, I didn't. I don't book the show. I was because just, they know he has a beef well, with uh, yeah. he's, he's just a pussy. Nobody set him up. <laughs> Like, don't be a pussy. You, we called in for a show. You're doing a, a show. You're preparing for a fight, and this is part of doing the media. Yeah. I just happened to be in studio. We basically got double booked that day. Yeah. I tried to keep it as professional as possible. Yeah. But when you continue to talk out of your ass like an idiot, saying, oh, well, after this fight, I'm going to get on my private jet and fly back home. You don't have a fucking private jet. You live in the dorms at American Top Team. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, when you when when you talk out of your ass, you, you can see... You, you know, it's insecure. You can feel whatever way you want to feel, but nobody set him up. I kept it as professional as I could in that interview, even though I wanted to, to basically call him a jackass for all the shit that he was talking. But, you know, he could, Jimmy, don't worry about him. He can blame whoever he wants to blame. He's not going to do anything if he sees you except roll his eyes like a little girl. <laughs> all right, well, hopefully if I see him, I'll be with you or Matt. That's the last thing I need is a fucking beating from the in from Walter White Champions. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know Matt will hold him down and I get to all right. Well, look, man. We we uh we really are happy. I, I respect the fact that you're doing this. Blake Mike said you're going through a whole camp, and it, it is hard because you're not you're training for two specifically very different guys, Darren Till and uh and uh, Tyron Woodley. But uh, you'll be there if uh, something doesn't happen. I mean, you will be there. I, I respect. Yeah, absolutely. That. Absolutely, uh, I'll be there, man. It, it's it doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter who, who what style, how they fight. I'm a fighter. I'm adaptable. I can fight anywhere, anyone, anytime, anywhere. So it, it doesn't matter. I'm just training to do what I do best, and that's impose my will on anybody. So September 8th, you know, God will, if that's the plan that God has, then hey, September 8th, I will be the new champion. Well, good luck if you fight. And a question, like, if, if they do wind up both making weight and staying healthy, who, who do you see between Till and Woodley? I think that's a really interesting fight. Who do I see winning? Yeah, what do you see man, happening? Man, it's, it's tough. But um, if Darren Till is able to make weight that fast, 
that's gonna be that's gonna be hard because I think he's gonna be sucked down and he's gonna really because he's a big kid. Yeah, you know nothing nothing uh, negative about him at all. It's just that he's a big guy that's still growing. So being able to suck down that much and cut that much is it, definitely going to affect you, especially in a five round fight. And then you're fighting the champion that has fought nothing but five round fights in his last what four or five fights. So it, it's gonna be tough for him to be able to pull it off, but. He's got a deadly left hand. He's very good with distance. So if he can land something, he could potentially finish that fight. So I, I, I don't, I don't. It doesn't. I'm not gonna pick a winner, but I just want to see a good fight. And, well, Tyron makes everybody who fights him hesitant to throw. People thinking that Damian Maya fight, just because Tyron didn't throw a whole lot of punches, he did defend, uh, I think, every takedown. And it, it, you hear the noise. But people forget that he really fucks up your game because people don't want to throw punches against Tyron because nobody wants to be taken down against him. So Till's left might not be as effective unless he can get it off quickly. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a cannon for a right hand. And so everyone, you have to be cautious when you fight him. You definitely have to be cautious with that right hand. But, you know, hold on. I'm the type of guy where I can neutralize anybody. So if it is me, you're gonna see uh, you're gonna see that right hand neutralized. But then until I'm sure he's preparing and uh, doing some things to potentially beat that right hand, uh, and the champ as well. Tyron has definitely shown time and time again that he can adapt and he can really break down opponents and and, and hang on to that belt. So we'll see if he can do it September 8th. Whoever he faces, whether it's Darren Till or myself, I think you're a tougher matchup for him than Till, just because of the style, uh, the style of your fighting. And uh, even though, even though Tyron did give me the hi hat, uh, <laughs> I, I still enjoy watching. I still enjoy watching him fight. Kamaro, good luck, man. Whatever happens, uh, you know we're fans. And if you don't get to fight on September the eighth, you're certainly uh, you know next in line or, or right after that. You, you're you're in the mix of the of the top guys to get it. So we'll see you soon, man. Okay, good luck. Thanks, Kamaro. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. See, you. see you, buddy. Take care, bro. Bye-bye. Yeah, I really like Kamar. He really looked good, and he was very well-dressed, and I was like, that's what I got to do. Get oh, in yeah. shape first, learn but how to fight, and... Like the, yeah. the Ni- Ni- Nigerian, like, clothing, no? I don't remember what he had on. Does he wear, yeah, I remember his hat I was thought, nice. Doesn't he wear, like, it looks like he's, like, coming for two America yeah, Sometimes some he does. I think he had, a, <laughs> like, a nice, like, <laughs> kind of Versace Yeah, he just dressed like a yeah. fucking, uh, oh. you know, regular dude. But just a guy going to a club. I had a dream last night that somebody spit on me and I ran away. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's terrible. It's a nightmare. Yeah, I should. dreamt that I was walking with one friend through the park and four guys came by and one spit and only a little fleck of spit got on me, but oh, I kept you going. Know. You kept going? Yeah. yeah terrible. Maybe, maybe you just met the spit, not in your direct, just spit and it got No, he spit on me. On purpose? Yeah, in my dream I was a pussy and I woke up humiliated. Oh, Jimmy. Okay. Doesn't feel good. No, it's no, awful. I don't like feeling like that. If anyone spit on me, I'd have to spit back on them. And boy, can I fucking hock a good one. Could you hock a, lo- a loogie? I can hit the door from here. Could you really? Yeah. You want me to? I'm not good at that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I spit right. at the door. <laughs> Open it up and hit one of those suits. Uh, I was going to ask you, do you remember when we were at the, the tough finale, we were sitting right by Kamara, like you were saying, and Darren Till was there, and they wanted to take a picture together. That's right. And Ali Abdelaziz took the picture, his manager, and... <laughs> Till walks away and he's like, "Thanks, man." And he looks at the picture. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like, "You didn't have the flash on." He had to like chase Till down. They had to take another picture. It was pretty funny, but yeah, yeah. Darren Till is a big guy. He is. He's really big. Um, well, all right, well, thank you to Kamaro and, Com- and Corey Anderson. We'll talk to you shortly. Yeah. Um, unless he has the flat tire and he dropped his phone under the tire. <laughs> talk to him about that. <laughs> Convertible, but he can clean that up. That was funny. I, I was joking when I said drop top. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of the word convertible, so I go to drop top. 
know what the fuck that is. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It is an extremely stressful but important purchase, and it's one of the biggest events of your life. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, credit, they give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They're going to lock your interest rate up for 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then once you've found it, if interest rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, here's the beauty. You get to keep the lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-day purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access dot org number three zero three zero. By the way, congratulations to uh, uh, Nina Ansaroff and uh, Amanda Nunes who got engaged. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's pull-up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of pull-up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. Oh, that's nice. Good for them. I don't know when they're nice getting couple. married. Um, I doubt I'll be invited to the wedding because I don't yeah. know them well enough. However, <laughs> they're both lovely people, and I am happy for them, and I hope it works out for yeah. you. Yeah, what other news do we got, guys? Uh, let's see some and... fights that have been announced. Did we oh. talk about the fights? Pennington against uh, Duranda May, Michelle Waterson against Felice Herrig. Uh, That's Misha, a real fun fight. Yeah, it's Michelle a great fight. Kukanov against Patrick oh, wow, Cummings. that is a good yep. one. And Sean O'Malley against Jose Quin- uh, Quinones. Yep. That's a fight I really want to say. I yeah. guess Sean O'Malley is okay. 
Yeah, and that's on the Connor card, which he wanted to be on. He kind of patterns himself after Connor style, so he, I'm sure he's excited to be on. That Who's also on that card? I, I looked. I wasn't. Uh, I think that card just got, was a lot better with him on it. And of course, Diego Sanchez versus Craig White. Yeah, we, we talked about these already. Oh, okay. Ashley Yoder, Amanda Cooper. Uh, what oh. is Ashley Yoder? What way is she fighting at now? Uh, Who is she fighting? Uh, I, 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 sorry, Amanda Cooper. I mean, what way is she fighting at now? Uh, that's Strawweight. Okay. Yeah. 229 for you guys. Oh, look at this. Yeah, so that's the, the co-main is Derek Lewis and Alexander Volkov, which is, I'm glad Derek Lewis is getting that. I'm surprised show. they gave him a co-main right after that. Yeah. I mean, he was injured and, you know, he's saying he's feeling a lot better. They gave him some kind talk- of shot. Who are you talking about? Derek Lewis. It doesn't matter if he was injured. That was still not a good performance, Wait, even though where, I love where him. Where is that? Here, look, up, look, look on the TV, man. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Wait, they're fighting? Yes. What is this? That's the uh, October 6th. That's the Connor Khabib fight. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. It's weird seeing another Drago. Because <laughs> I got my Drago. Right. Um, Mega Metal. had a surprise party over the weekend for Drago. Oh, Remember that's that? nice. Yeah, we had a good time. St. Pru Reyes, I'm really looking forward to. Cornhole. Did you ever play Cornhole? Even more times than I care to remember. <laughs> no, no. It's a game with the board where you throw the, the no, bean I haven't. bags in. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. It is fun. It's a fun game, Jimmy. That's, that's a good card, that Connor card, man. Oh, let me look at that. Yeah, and there's still uh, definitely going to be some fights added to that because that's only eight fight, uh, nine fights. That's whatever, everything they have right now. Now, is that going to be the main card, you think, or, or will they add to that and maybe drop one? It depends who's available. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I would think there's probably going to be a couple of fights added to the main card there. Now, have they announced this as the co-main, as a, or are you just saying it because of No, no, that one I'm almost positive was announced as the co-main. What about Gian Vellante versus Ed Herman? Yeah. I'm ex- October 27th. Where is that? Oh, that's, that's in Moncton, I think. That's the um, uh, Anthony Smith, uh, Vulcan Uzdemir. Right. Wow. Wow. Exciting things coming up. 29 and 6, 20 and 5. Huh. Well, I, I guess it depends on how healthy Lewis is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Volkov's, uh, he's going to push the pace on you. I mean, right. we saw what he did to Verdun. Hey, why don't we get into what happened to uh, Cowboy? Yeah, sure. Oh, no. Would you yeah, no, I would love to, actually. Because I, I didn't fun. see the pictures... I, I just know it was something with a cave. Or you and I saw Cowboy a in, in Vegas. He was showing us pictures of his uh, and his video on his plane and him like dropping, circling. Cowboy is a fucking maniac. He's, he's, he's a for real. Never now you understand why Cowboy fights every three days. Like, they're like, hey, we'd like you to fight. I'm ready. Right. He, he doesn't need to train to get ready. He's ready. He will always say yes. That's the way this guy lives his life. You know, taking planes and rolling them 300 feet in the air. And he showed us video, and he was, he was like taking the plane all the way up and letting it stall and then dropping. <laughs> like, he's a real guy. That's what he, he's really like. It's yeah. not an act. No. He's a fucking psychopath. So I guess he went uh, today on, on uh, not today, but I, it's, it's on Instagram. He writes, he was in Mexico. Today, I can honestly say I'm happy to be alive. We had catastrophic worst case scenario on our dive. Total slid out, lost the cave line and lost my buddy. Couldn't see my own hands was the most scariest moment to this day in my life. I remember kissing Danger and Lindsay and saying, I'll see y'all soon. Don't worry, daddy's coming home. Told the Grim Reaper, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm figuring this fuck, I'm figuring this the fuck out and coming home. What does it mean, total slit out? So I think it's silt, actually. It's like, uh, it's oh, whatever is that what in Eric the gets water. In, yeah. so, gets in your face? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It is silt. I read yeah. slit out. I thought that was a no, term. Oh, total silt out, which means I guess all the stuff kicks up in your face, right. And you can't see. I mean, you look at this. I mean, these pictures. I mean, this is all on Cowboy's uh, Instagram, Cowboy Cerrone. But you can see. I mean, it's pitch black, and then he lost his friend, who I guess also had a light on. So, 
How the him, fuck did he get yeah. out of there? I don't know. Well, good thing we don't have him on the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can kind of see it here that it's pretty, uh, like, thick, the, the, the water as he's swimming through. It's pretty crazy. Wait, but so there you go. What did, oh, so he swam the, swam underneath to get there? Yeah, you probably have to, like, hike up there a bit, and then you go in through, like, a lagoon, like, down into the cage. I mean, I used to, like, fight in a cage, but that's about it. I'm not this is crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> the idea of being underwater, especially, like, when you hear the, the details of those Thai kids that were rescued, it's so crazy. Guys who will, like, I'm such a shit breather. Going underwater and breathing through that, like, scares me so much. I don't even yeah. like the, the movies, like, when they have to hold their breath for shit. I'm just like, ah, this is getting Well, that whole thing fun. about running on the treadmill underwater has got to be awful. You got to fucking hold your breath and come back up. What? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I thought that's when they would be using the snorkels for stuff like. You're going to boo yourself? Yeah, yeah I, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Sorry, God damn, Cowboy. Medusa. I want to know what Medusa. happened. Do me a favor. Go hike in that cave. I'm only kidding. Would oh, you really God. hike in that cave? You don't no, hike in it. You swim in it. What are you talking about? You don't hike in the cave. What the fuck are you saying? No, but I said you probably have to hike up to like where you can. No, he meant hike in that it. cave. No, no, no. Cabo is swimming. You went swimming in that cave? Yeah, yes. it's all water. Look, it's all underwater. That's water. Oh, so that's what You didn't realize it was underwater? Yeah, it's underwater. No, I, oh, that's underwater. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. not underwater there, though. Yeah, no, it is. What's that? That's all underwater. That's underwater? Yes. Yeah, look, see, like this is the top of oh, where you go in, fuck probably. You know? That. Yeah. These guys are crazy. How do you lose the line? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not into that shit. No, me neither. <laughs> I don't see where the fun comes into it. You know what I mean? There's don't no get, fun. You know what I the like fun the, of it is? When your friends come back alive. You know what's fun? Standout Battle Royale on Vive. Oh, Jimmy, I have so much fun. <laughs> is it bad? No. Man child. That, but that's a good thing. Number one thing, when me and my wife fight, that's what she says. Man child. You know what? There's a lot. And of I'm like, well, can't argue there. <laughs> I, can't I, argue there. Wearing a headset, got two controllers in my hand. You know and what? And loving it. I would explain to her what Jim Norton has done in relationships and say, man child is literally the best case scenario for Shit. problems your husband has. I know, right? Matt's a man child. Oh, a man child. That's what I got. That's, that's, listen, nobody's perfect. He's a loyal husband. Hey. Right. He's a good provider. He loves his kids. He's happy to be a dad. Keep yep. going. Hall of Famer. I wasn't going to say Oh, no, you are. I actually I forgot. Gonna, what's um, that? Did you shock the world, even? Yeah, guys, stop. Oh, Powerful. You see my left arm yeah. lately? Calves. But listen, I'm so right. I'm not blessed with height. Not everybody's perfect. Height or abs. I can't be perfect. All right, Jimmy. Jimmy, do you have a new stand-up special coming out or anything? No, I'm nothing. What's going on no, I have with you? nothing in my career. Let's nothing. talk about you. What do you mean? Okay, nothing. Everybody tells I'm me- I'm running in a circle. My life is a dead end. That's what's coming on with me. Nothing. That's not, you look good. Thank you. You've been working out? I have been going to the gym, eating a little bit better. Hey, you know why I had a good time? I had a good time with the Lewis in here. I like Lewis. That was fun. Yeah, you. Were sh I've been thinking of that movie you showed him. That was such a smart... Matt was showing Lewis. Just a very what? basic way to get in for a takedown. Oh, I think of Matt Sarah doing it is, you know, Matt Sarah. Step my foot to the inside of his and make like I'm doing an overhand. Go right yeah. into the clinch. See, the problem is I would say... To an ankle pick? Foot in, right hands, inch. Foot, hand, right in. I would probably give it away by saying the move. Well, oh, oh like as, as you're doing, doing it. it? Yeah. No, it's not. But how do you stop that? See, that's the problem. What if someone does it? Could you stop someone if they were doing that? <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy, he always asks these funny questions. You could? I don't know, Jimmy. I feel good. I, I, I rolled yesterday with my buddy Tess. They, we, they, my family made the sauce. They go to uh, my in-laws. Then they went down the block right. to Aunt Marielle's. For two days, they have a, a sauce fest. They get the tomatoes, and they make the homemade sauce. They jar the sauce. So I'm in over there, Jimmy. But, you know, I, I'm not... 
I'm not good at that stuff. What, I, making I, sauce? Well, there's too many cooks in the kitchen, I yep. feel. Absolutely. So I feel I just get in the way. I can eat the sauce. So I rolled with my buddy Tess, one of my brown belts. That's nice. I rolled with him for an hour. You know why? Because I knew I was going to do what I haven't been doing lately. You know what that is? Sweating. No, no, Jimmy. You're playing your Vive. I love Vive. I know. Well, what, what you gonna, oh, I know what you're going to do that you do, haven't been doing. You're going to Eating eat, bad. Yeah, what's, you're going to eat a little doing? bad. Now, do we have, finally, do we have Corey Anderson on the phone? Yes, we do. Hello, Corey. How are you? You're talking to, of course, the great Matt Sarah and uh, Jim Norton. How are you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Now, they say you had a flat tire, so Matt and I just wanted to make sure this, this wasn't like... Uh, the dog ate your homework. Could you, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy was wanted to get a picture. I wanted to meet Corey Anderson. I enjoy him. No pictures, no proof. Did you? Now, Corey, listen. I'm not putting you on the on the hot lights. Really, seriously, right away. Did you really have a flat tire? Be honest. Yes, I had a flat tire. New Jersey pothole got me. I'll send you the picture. It shattered my rim. I believe him. Yeah, I, I believe him. I do too. <laughs> I I had one in New York. Now I don't know about you. I have those ride flat tires. Where it's almost like they're not as soft. It's like driving on hard plastic, but they don't burst. But I hit a pothole and it got a bubble on it. And it stinks. So what did you have to do? Did you have to get towed, or are you like me? I'm I'm not at all manly, so I drive home on a fucked up rim. What did you do? I pulled over and changed it. You know, had my wife in the car. I'm a country boy. I'm from Illinois mm. on the farm, so we did everything ourselves. Mm. I was fully dressed, whatever. Got down on my knees. Got underneath the car, propped it up. I had to get the tire changed. I had a donut. The donut had a. Uh, didn't have enough air to get me to New York, and then a traffic jam hit. I was going to try to make it anyway, but the traffic jam was bagged up for so long, there was no way I was going to make it. Okay, so you're, you're a guy who's actually, you said now you're, you're from the farm in, in Illinois. How far from Chicago? Uh, like 45 minutes to an hour. Now, were you from a small town or an actual farm? Small town. It was like my town had like 1,200 people growing up. So oh, wow. We had like horses and chickens and goats and whatnot. But it wasn't like a, a farm that we sold produce and stuff to the store, but we took care of our own. And you, I know you did not immediately want to become an MMA fighter. So you're growing up as a kid. What did your dad do? My dad had a roofing business, ACNs and roofing companies. Still running one of the most successful union companies in the States right now. Now, is that kind of what you wanted to do is follow in his footsteps? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want nothing to do with roofing. I hated it. Did it all through high school, all through college, middle school. Nobody in my family is doing it. We all, as soon as we got old enough to get out the house, we got out the house and we got to pay from it. Why'd you hate it? It's just, oh, roofing isn't hard, but if you know my father, that's what made it hard. My father's just a hard worker, which is where I get my work ethic from and training and fighting, but it just, the way I am about fighting, like I dedicate my life to this, and he's the same way with roofing. That's, he wakes up thinking roofing, he goes to bed thinking roofing. He loves it. How many times did you get stung by bees doing that? The fuck? I actually never got stung by a bee on the roof, but I got stung by bees all the time around the house. Be, you know, because roofs, they rip a lot of times. You'll rip a roof panel off, and there's a fucking hornet nest under it, a wasp nest. That, to me, is the most horrifying part of being a roofer is the bee nests. Yeah, they're there. They're there all the time. Mice, all kinds of stuff. I think the funniest moment, my dad almost jumped off the roof one time. A mouse jumped out when we were tearing off. But other than that, the rest of it, you just kind of bag up and let them do what they're going to do. Oh, okay. So what did you want to do growing up? I wanted to be an engineer. I loved doing, like, computer stuff when I was in middle school and elementary school. There was a computer shop in town for a bit, and me and my friend at the time used to go up there, and the guys would teach us how to do computer programming and CAD and 
different design stuff. And then um, a few years later, he ended up getting shut down. He actually was doing some fraudulent stuff <laughs> behind the scenes with his computers, like hacking and whatnot. So he got arrested in the business. Got shut down, but after that, I still have my passion to like design bridges and draw. And in high school, I did like CAD class where we designed house blueprints, build bridges. We did electronic class where you built the radio phones, burglary alarm systems, and uh, different stuff like that. I was always hands on as a kid. So. I think it's amazing, Jimmy. I'm listening to Corey talk about all the things he could do from changing, even from changing your tire to being so computer savvy to being a handyman, you're fighting in the cage. I'm not, I I just, I, it makes me look at myself and just feel horrible. (laughs) He's good at everything, Corey Anderson. And he's tall. I'm just, I can't, I can only fight. That's it. I can only do one thing that you could do, Corey. Good, good, Good for you. I'm happy for you. I mean that. I think I can do everything. Yes, he's he's. I'm trying to get like you now. Yeah. Well, just all I had going. Go ahead. My father was huge on making us realize you can do anything. You know, man does anything. Anything we're gonna take our car into the shop, a man's gonna fix it. We gotta call somebody to fix a leak or something. A man is gonna do it. So ever since we was kids, like if we ever had a problem, we got a car horse in the garage. We got the motor hoist, the tire changer machine. We got everything. We didn't take cars to the store. We didn't really go to the doctor. If we had a problem, we just figured it out. Because wow. my father said, when you go, a man's going to fix it so we can do it ourselves. That's always been how we were raised. We go to the store. If something's wrong with the car, you go find out what year. You pick the book up. You study the book. You got it? All right, let's go figure it out. And that's just been with everything. Man, my video game thing breaks down. I asked my wife to help me. I'm a, I'm pathetic. <laughs> now, I'm not I'm not one of the the Andersons. Corey, I, I wouldn't survive on the farm. I would I, not either. They go, yo, Maddie, go so, shovel the shit. And I go shovel the shit. <laughs> and that's what I would do. I'd be like in the jerk. I'd be like Steve Martin. And I don't know. Shit and Shinola. And he goes, I get it. Then he steps in the shit. Yes. <laughs> So you are now? Are you are you, now? Do you know how to computer hack? No, I never got. I, after he got shut down, I never com- continued to study the computer stuff myself. Okay. My buddy got really good at it, and like my senior junior year, he came over and tried to catch me up to speed. But I just it just wasn't my thing no more. Like I said, I was more outdoors. When he was in the co- indoors building with computers, I was outside building houses and tree forts. You know, so that was my thing. I was more construction outdoors getting dirty i'm the same way now my wife has to come outside and get me out of the yard at like 11 o'clock i'm working in the skylight off the garage either building a fire pit getting something done around the house she's telling me to get in the house because i gotta get to bed and go to training in the morning (laughs) something sad you know what that's exactly what happened with me I was building a tree for no, nope. I was playing a video game. My wife, told me, <laughs> my wife told me to go to bed and get my headset off, but it was very similar. <laughs> it's not that you were building a tree fort, and I was had my uh, virtual reality game on. But listen, hey, listen, everybody's different. What am I gonna do? Everybody's <laughs> different. That's for sure. That's right. Now you had uh, you also said you wanted to fight DC too. You you kind of called him out. Now obviously the next fight he has is gonna be at heavyweight against Brock. He's indicated that he wanted to retire. So I don't know how long he's going to stay at heavyweight. Would he stay there? He's certainly not going to fight Kane. If there's a good amount of money and if he beats Brock in, in a rematch with Stipe, that's fine. But if he jumps down, uh, do, you, do you see him jumping back down to light heavyweight? And if he did, 
Um, don't you think he would have to fight somebody else before? Because you aren't. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, right, you're right there, number six. But do you think that you would be first to get the shot if he jumps back down? Or how do you see that going? Uh, at first, after the Glover fight, I didn't even think I was in the running for it. I thought I'd have to win at least one or two more. But um, a few people called me, my manager called me, and I guess my name had got brought up in the conversation. So, you know, I'm always willing. That's why I said I'm willing to fight. I'm not sitting here saying I don't want to fight you. If you'll fight me 100%, I'm down. But I thought for sure the UFC, him, whoever it is, would say I need at least a couple more. You know, I'm willing to take those fights and get those fights. Sure. I'm a fighter. I'm going to fight whatever I have to do to get to the belt. But if the opportunity comes and I can get that, I'll take that. I mean, for instance, you know, Matt Sarah sitting next to you. He won the ultimate fighter. He got out and he got a title shot. You know, I'm sure a lot of he won. A lot of people would say that's crazy. He should fight some people in the UFC and earn his position. But not every, not every time it goes that way. You know, it's like Rocky and Apollo Creed. He gave him opportunity, and he ended up cap- capitalizing on it. Yes. You know, I'm an opportunist, and I like to capitalize on my opportunities. So if I got the opportunity, I'll take it. If I have to make an opportunity, I'm going to go take a couple more fights and get that opportunity. If I end up falling short in one, I'm going to keep doing what I have to do to get back to that opportunity. You know, like I said, I'm a fighter. I'm a man. So first of all, I got to do what I got to do to get what I want. Well, Gustafson is out right now. Cormier's fighting heavyweight. Uh, Uzdemir is fighting uh, Anthony Smith. You've already fought Glover. You've already fought uh, 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 Jimmy Manawa. So who do you see next for yourself, realistically? The way I'm seeing it, if they're going to make it, anything happen, I got a feeling they're going to try to make uh, me versus the Lear Latifi fight for, like, the number one contender spot. Or the winner of that would have to fight Gustafson or Jones or whoever at the time for either the interim title or fight DC if he's still around. Yeah, or if Jones comes back, who knows what's going on with him. Have they not decided on Jones yet? No, they haven't. I haven't heard anything, but I keep seeing the media and people say they're supposed to be back by the end of the year, possibly. My manager said he'd think it might happen. It could not, you know. I don't really worry about anybody else. I can only worry about myself, and that's what I'm worried about. Okay, does, sure. does Latifi have a fight, did you say, or no? We don't know that? I don't know if he has one. Latifi's a beast. He's supposed to fight Glover. And he got hurt, and oh. I stepped in and fought for him. Oh, that's and Which right. is my point. They kept saying he deserves a title shot. And it's like, how does he deserve a title shot when he's supposed to fight Glover Teixeira for the opportunity to fight for the title? Why? He got hurt. I stepped in. I won. So if that was his opportunity, that became my opportunity, which I capitalized on. So wouldn't that make me next in the run? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'd love to see you versus Latifi. That'd be a fucking fight. That would be I'd a like great to fight. See me versus You'd like to see you versus anybody. You willing to fight anybody <laughs> they throw in there? I'm there. I'm just a fight. I'm a fighter, man. That's the thing. Mark Henry, it drives him crazy because even in spawn, it'd be somebody like twice my size to come in a heavyweight, and I volunteer to go with him. Like, Cole, he's too big. Like, <laughs> it's a fight. It's a spawn. Let's go. I go to the professional boxing gym and go in there and grab the biggest guy, thinking he's gonna be the only person my size and start box barn. And he's like, you, you just don't have any fear. You grab anybody and get going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a fighter, so it really doesn't matter. Well, Corey, uh, when you can, come in. We'd love to, to hang with you. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll get a fight announced soon. Again, I think Latifi is a perfect matchup. And that's probably the one I see uh, them giving you. That's just my guess. And I was kind of hoping that's who you'd say. So uh, when you can, man, come in. We would love to have you in. Take the train. <laughs> well, I'm so far away from the train. I was on my way. 
I'm all the way up in Jackson, up by Six Flags. So I was just going to get on the turnpike and hit the pothole. I still got to get on the turnpike to get all the way to the train. Oh, you train. Okay. Well, thanks for attempting, buddy. Yeah, we appreciate that. And we're sorry your tire blew. <laughs> I was excited to come up there. I was going to bring my wife up. And then after, we were going to hang out in New York. But, oh. hey, like I said, maybe it ain't meant for us to go to New York today. Because right when we started coming, traffic jam hit. And traffic just didn't move for like 20 minutes. So. Wasn't meant to be, but yeah, we'll rain check for sure. We will man. do it soon. Yeah, well, anytime I'm willing to come up there, you guys let me know. Awesome. All right, Corey, good talking to you, buddy, okay? Appreciate it. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, you too. Take care. Take care, care Corey. Uh, and, and this is why I'm a terrible and unprofessional broadcaster. I forgot we had fan questions. I'm oh, guessing yeah. that they were for um, for Kamaru. Oh, I don't know. These are, these are actually oh. it's just two guys that sent me a couple of messages on, for on Instagram. Yeah, one, one specifically for you, Matt, and then one oh, just kind of general. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. So Marcel Pierre, okay, the infamous Marcel. 05 on Twitter. It's a little bit of a longer question, but it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a, just a discussion. He says, interim UFC champions have a winning record over reigning champs. The only champions to beat interim champions in history are Brock Lesnar, who beat Frank Mir and Shane Carwin, mm-hmm. and GSP defeated Carlos Conor. Was Shane interim champion at that point? I didn't remember that. Uh, no, Brock was the uh, champion, the interim champion at that point. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Shane Carwin was the interim champion. I, I forgot that. Champion. How did Shane become interim? I just don't remember it. Uh, I'd have I'd have to go okay, go through and look. Yeah. Um, there have been 16 interim champions in UFC history. Five times the title was promoted to undisputed. Arlovsky, BJ Penn, Robert Whitaker, Jose Aldo, and Henan Burrell. Oh, wait, so, hold on. Before this question's over, sure. I have a question, mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yes, sir. I want to know if before he finishes this, am I going to jump out the window <laughs> before he's done? Why? It's a good, it's a, it's a good long, long rambling fucking question. Well, I don't actually, care who that actually, guy's name is on Twitter. <laughs> don't follow me. Listen to a different show. You prefer them shorter. I'm sorry. First of all, I'm sorry for that guy. Well, wait, because it's not a long question. It's just a long build up to a, a short question. Yeah, let's get to the question. All right, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. More facts. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Two times the interim title was stripped. John Jones, Tony Ferguson, and, Bata- and Colby just wake potentially. Me when, yeah, wake sure. me when all right. Interim champs are five and three. What's the fucking matches. question? Overall. What's the question? That's a really good point. Ten of the sixteen Jimmy. interim champs became the undisputed champion. Holy champions. fuck! He sounds like Lenny Bruce reading his court papers on Holy shit! <laughs> oh god, I I want off. I'm quitting. <laughs> quitting. I'm quitting. The, the question show. is: What's the fucking question? Is this significant or not? <laughs> so who's on next week for Unfiltered, Jimmy? Uh, Do we know? No, we don't. I'm not even. Yeah, I know, but I'm not. Gonna I don't talk. even know what that. Ooh. I don't even know what. All right, the whole, so you don't want to talk about. I don't even. Basically, know, I don't the even point. Know what the basically, the point is, people that became the interim champ, yeah. ten out of sixteen times became the actual champion. Is there something to that? Do I don't. Know, you know, on this interesting point, I don't know if it means anything or right. if there's just a certain drive you have when you're the interim champion or when you're fighting your way to the championship, as opposed to when you have not that you don't have a drive when you're champion to defend. But it just seems like you're getting to something. Get it. It's almost like when you're trying to get a hot girl, you're trying to date a hot girl. When you get the person you've been seeking, then you start getting like yourself again. Then you're like, all right, then you cheat on them. And then you're the same shitty person right. you always were. Well, there's also the element, too, I think, of if they're giving out an interim title, it's because the champion has been injured, has been out for a while. So when they come back, they, they have a little bit of rust on them, whereas the interim <laughs> champ has been able to fight a few times. Plus, no, they ahead. also don't necessarily give an interim belt opportunity to somebody who isn't seemingly on the cusp of being able yeah, to become course. the champion. You know what I mean? So that, that is obviously a factor. Jimmy, yes, Matt? Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. 
There's Jimmy, can I tell you something? Sure, buddy. Only because I know, you know, we're winding down. There's not a lot of things in this world that I, I'm going to say, first of all, hate's a strong word. I don't like to use the word hate. That's true. There's not a lot of things I hate. Sure. Oh, fuck, did I hate that question? Do you How like come? it? Oh, oh, <laughs> Jimmy? Oh, you didn't like it? Fuck, Jimmy. I feel like the wind got just taken out of my sails. You don't like that question. Oh, what a long, fucking terrible shitty well you didn't walk. like you didn't like the um, walk through like sh- i had to walk through sh- you remember in shawshank redemption when he had the he wanted to escape so he was in the, the the sewer system in the shit yeah and he's crawling through the shit just he's crawling like a football field that's right of, of shit and he's he's throwing up in his mouth and he's it smells like it's this it's all the feces and he's crawling through that that's i, I would thought. rather do that <laughs> I would, I will do what Tim Robbins did to get out of fucking Shawshank. I would do that in a second than fucking have Chris read that fucking question again. Don't, Chris, the producer, fuck, 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 fuck. Can, can fuck, I ask you? Could you have went on vacation this week reading that? I'm still, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're oh, you're going to miss sorry. me next week. <laughs> I'm back. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're I'm not back, wrong. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm back. It was nice to fan center. All right, it guys. was a longer question. I want to, ap- right, to apologize to the audience and the Chris and, thought it was a good and to that fan. Well, you know, no, five times <sighs> the interim title was promoted to Undisputed Arlovsky, Penn, Whitaker, Aldo, <laughs> Burrow. Two times the interim title Please was don't, stripped. Don't, let's not Three go times again. it was on an odd-numbered month, but the fourth time <laughs> it was on a Wednesday. Now, if a Wednesday <laughs> and a Thursday are lined Jimmy. up back-to-back, will the interim champion win if some... It really was a long question. Uh, I wasn't bad at all. Can we get to something else so I can forget yes, this? Yes, Car- by the way, Carmen. By the way, do you have one of those pens that on Men in Black when they hold it up and you can forget shit? Yes. Can I forget the last 10 minutes of the show? Uh-huh. I have to pee. I got to pee too, right Let's now. Pee. All right, I was just going to say, Carwin won that. his interim belt from Frank Mir. He knocked him out. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. And all I right, do have another that, question for you that I think you'll oh, like. Please make it better than that. So Matt did not like that question. Uh, there is another one here. It says, "Oh, good. I listen to you guys for over a year now. Because of Matt, I joined a jiu-jitsu club and started MMA. Oh, thank you. That's An great. MMA match winning thanks to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh-huh. Just wanted to say a massive thank you to all you guys. I do have a question for Matt. Yes. What was it like going into your first MMA match? Like the thoughts and if there were any doubts on your way to the cage? My first MMA match was... Uh, no, I had a shoot fighting match. That was a little, I guess I'll, I'll say that because that was my first time in like a, there was no striking on the floor, but that was my first time having a fight, fight. Yeah. Yeah. It was still a fight. Uh, there was, what was the question? There was nerves. What was it? Like, what were your thoughts going out for your first fight? Were you, did you have any doubts yeah, about it? Did he put a bunch of statistics yeah. on technically the first fight? Most people win, but they yeah, don't. No, nah, oh. it was, I jumped in on the last <laughs> second. It was, uh like a three-week notice thing, but I was always training, and I was a purple belt, and it was actually a Dan... What's the referee? Big Dan. Margaliata? Yeah. Margaliata. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy Just for Big a while. Dan's easier. It was at his place. It was a place called uh, Bama or something in um, in New Jersey. Man, I don't know if he still has it, but he had and he put on like shoot fighting matches there, so I fought some guy from West Virginia or something. He was... He was... Uh, I don't know. He might have been a blue belt or something, right. but... Um, I didn't know nothing about the guy. I didn't know nothing about anything. You hadn't studied much. him before you fought? No. And uh, I was a little nervous, and I was taking um, Ephedra. Because <laughs> Hensel said, yeah, take one of those. You feel good all day. So, yeah. It was rip fuel. Wow, Hensel's crazy, you know? <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, it was Ephedra, which is illegal now. And it gets you, like, hyped up. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm a little nervous. So I popped, like, five of them. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, like, races your heart. So I took the guy down, and I smoked him real quick, and he... 
he it was rope escape, so he ended up grabbing. I would have finished the fight in ten seconds, but you know, it ended up. I kept getting him down. He was just like getting all slippery, and I wasn't finishing him. And I was my heart was. Be- I, I'm like, yo, man, this this fighting is exhausting. Meanwhile, I just popped a lot of ephedra. <laughs> so, but uh, was I nervous? Yeah, I was nervous. What's that? Can they do that in UFC? No, it's illegal now. Now, what made you nervous? Is it because you're going out and you're fighting a guy, and you're like, this guy also knows how to fight? No, it wasn't so much that because I was a. F- I knew. Like I knew I I fought before, but I never fought like it's one thing being a I you wanted to see how you react like in in a in um in a set fight like I always I had fights as a kid and I was I was a scrappy kid and stuff but it wasn't so you know anybody's tough and and it could be like on a on like a, in the moment you know what right I mean? sure but in the heat of a moment too when something goes down in the street or something as a kid. But when you take that same guy and you go, all right, now you're going to fight this guy and you're fighting him in two weeks, a lot of guys aren't that tough, you know? So I'm like, I knew I could be tough when I had to be, but I never had a date where I had to fight somebody. You know what I mean? So sure. it, was new, it was a new experience. So I guess the unknown was a little... Knowing when you're going to fight in yeah, advance and then was, going, yeah. 10 minutes to fight, five minutes to fight, knowing the scheduling yeah, of it. was different. Yeah. And it's not like you grew up on this back then. Like right. People watching fights all their life. MMA was still fresh back then in, in the mid 90s whatever it was so you know it's exciting was there ever a so the other part of his question maybe not your first fight but he asked like did you have any doubts or anything like that like what was something that if there was anything going into a fight where you were like really concerned about you know? well i never got my well my first ufc fight i ended up getting stopped with a spinning back fist right. so i had to get over the fact of, of you know the people saying i had a glass chin and they're really based on nothing based right. on on that one fight and i knew i i before that i always th- I thought i could take a punch so you, you almost question yourself like right is there some glass in there i mean meanwhile anybody who runs into it was more of me just my inexperience of just going being too aggressive and just showing my hand and just constantly that straight line going after my opponent which wasn't too smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ended up breaking that habit eventually and, you know, being a little less aggressive to the point of just running into back fists and stuff, you know? And uh, where am I going with that? What the fuck was I? You're talking about having a glass chin. Oh, yes. So I had to fight a dangerous, dangerous striker my next fight with Eve Edwards. You know what I mean? And uh, I And that was... And he was more dangerous than Shoney. Shoney was unorthodox and wacky and found a way to win and always fought above his skill level, if that makes sense. He could rise to the occasion, Shoney. Sure. A lot of experience. But Eve Edwards in his day was one of the most dangerous guys I ever fought. He was just nasty stand-up. At one point, they used to call him the dentist. I remember he fought this guy, Aaron Riley, in a thing called Hook and Shoot, and he... And he busted his jaw and his face all up from knees and the clinch. And so I had to fight this guy in my second fight after Shoney. So that was extremely nerve wracking. But what made me feel better about it and got me in the right headset was that he started talking shit, Eve. Right. Eve started talking shit. Like, oh, I get, because I was really, that's when I was really like, I was shining at my, my grappling. You know, I got sure. my Dobby. I won a lot of shit and I did well with a lot of guys. And so. I was in my first fight with Shoney. I got to show a lot of new stuff at jujitsu and stuff that up to that point, uh, that that aggressive style of jujitsu wasn't really in the UFC. Back at UFC 31 is when I 
started showing Uma Platas and attacking legs and shit that nowadays everybody's doing. You know but, what that, I mean? but they weren't then. But, you know, when I had to fight Eve, he started like saying shit because like, oh, I, I, he heard that I was the favorite and he started saying that I got l knocked out with a spinning uh, death touch or he started making some goofing on me losing to Shoney and that automatically like a switch my nerves went and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking get this dude. That's what it brought me back into my element of yeah. it being just a fight. Don't overthink it. It's a fight. And that fight was something like September 28th, 2001. So it was right 17 after. 17 after 10. Wow. It was right after 9-11. And, and, and they kept Longo it going. Didn't, Longo had young kids. He didn't fly out. It was a weird time back then. Obviously. Sure, I remember it. Yeah. It's so crazy. That is another thing where I'm like, look, if I do lose this fight and I'm out of the UFC, which would have been very possible, hey, man, if that's the worst thing that ever happened to me, there's, bad, there's things that are going, you know what I mean? So it put me, my mind, I know it's a weird thing to, to relate to, but it's like, there's, no, there's worse things out there. In other words, this is not, yeah, I, I people got the jumping fight in their UFC. deaths. Exactly. This is, this is just, so this I know is, how this will end will be so unpleasant. That, yeah. yeah. So I just, you know. Sure. I just had my mind, uh, you know, so I was nervous about where was that fight? What, that was in Vegas, and Vegas was a ghost town, and it was a it was a wacky. That was a UFC 33, and it was like Dana hated it because it was it might have been one of the worst UFCs because every fight on the main card. I don't think my fight with Eve was really that bad. It was all right, but um, every fight on that card went the distance. You know what I mean? What and the event? undercard was the main event was I think Tito versus. Yeah. Machenko, Matsusenko, or something. Dana doesn't like that card. That his no, Dana hated it because it went over on pay per view, and it was the first time back on pay per view in a long time, or something like that. Yeah, no, no, first right. time back in Vegas. I I don't know. This was ages ago. No, I think it did go over. I think you're right about that. It went over on the pay per view. It was a it was a clusterfuck of a night. <laughs> but I got my first UFC I love w. Fuck stories. <laughs> you know, I got my first W versus who is now my good friend Eve Edwards. Sure, you know, but. To go versus a very, very dangerous striker, you know, right after losing my debut was a little nerve wracking, if that answers his question. Yeah. Did you ever meet Donald Trump, by the way, fighting at like, like being around in Jersey or Atlantic no, City? No, I've I seen him, like, you yeah. know, there, like, you know, but never really talked to him. Really. Right. No. It's so funny. I met him a couple of times and I used to, his son used to live above me and I'm friends with Don Jr. And uh, there was one time Don Jr. was wanted to be like a member of the uh, like running for the board again or whatever it was doing. So I was in the lobby for the Christmas party and I walked in. Uh, you know, it was the, all the people were mingling and Trump came in. I guess to boost his son's visibility a little bit in okay. the uh, in just the eyes of the other residents, you know, because he was a celebrity because of Celebrity Apprentice. But at that point, so I'm remembering that moment. I had to go do a set down at the Comedy Cellar, okay. so I didn't stop and talk to him because I'd met him already and. Huh. I just, I was so funny that I was, I had no idea that I was looking at the future president. Yeah. It's so bizarre that you have no idea you're actually talking to the president. Right. See, Corey Anderson. <laughs> look, no, no, no. He just went out and he, and he, he faked that picture. He just went out and faked that <laughs> picture to put, no, I'm kidding. Of course, he's changing his tire. That guy what does is. He say? Get you a man that could do both. Women today want a man who looks good and knows how to dress and know how to have a good time. But half of those men can't even change a tire, change the oil, or even pump gas here in New Jersey. Y'all women better wake up and get one who can provide and handle things. Let the looks and swag be a bonus. Do you go? New, what does that say? New, new, Air, new Max Air Maxes. Brand new snapback. What? New Air Maxes. Brand With new snapback. With my fresh fit on my way to New York, and I'm still out here on the road getting dirty. We get a flat... I'm going to fix it. 
Car acting up. Pop the hood. Let me check it out. The roof is leaking. I'll be right back. You you scared? No need. What is it? Oh, you moved the thing. Sorry, up. no need. I got you. Oh, you got me. <laughs> uh, what is it? I got you. He did it with an exclamation point. Be the protector, the provider, the Prince Charming. Oh, her Prince Charming. And most of all, her man. I'm always... It? I'm, I'm always going to make sure my wife, my kids, myself are taken care of, and then in capital letters, by any means necessary, which is a Malcolm X quote. And with all due respect, I would say that you probably should, you know, that was about, uh, about equality and, you know, about, uh, it's about changing using bodies. violence to fight back. Well, then people said that that was a call to violence in a way. He was saying that we're going to get what's coming to us by any means necessary. Right. He was not referring to, I'm change going to wear a, a, a nice hat and change the tire. <laughs> you don't think he meant it like that? He did not. And no. Corey's, the, the headline of that, the, the main thing is, get you a man in capitals who can do both. What I would say, at least to my wife, is get you a man that, you know, who is good at video games and is silly. That's right. Could be a little chubby sometimes. He can't change a tire for shit. I used to, but I'm not doing that on my Tahoe. That's not fucking. They gave me some stuff, and I'm like, all right, you got to pick this up. You take this. You put that. I go, you know what? You got AAA? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that you, you earned star, it. You're in the whole I think thing. I earned that shit. Hell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right? Take that to the farm, Corey. <laughs> Holy <laughs> kidding. Now, Corey's a good guy. <laughs> oh, wow. He really, he really uh, he's put that little shitty donut on. Hey, that's a guy, though. You know, I mean, what I do? I, you know what I do with donuts? I fucking eat them, Jimmy. I don't fucking uh, listen. I, I put them around my bat and I swing them. We do different That's donuts. for both of us. By the way, credit to but Lucas, who sits out there, who he works here. He's a big fan of the show, and he, he sent me the text. So I knew. What I knew this post went What did he send you? He sent me the, he said, hey, look, at look, Corey's actually yeah? changing. Who's the that, Lucas? Yeah. He's the kid out there? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he lives on the, the second show. floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible joke. All right, let's wait a second. Wait a From the song, my name is Lucas. I live on the second floor. Her name is Luca. Oh, Luca? I live on the second floor. Good, I'm floor. glad I didn't know it. <laughs> Fuck that dumb song. I think I've seen you before. Jimmy, if you hear something late at night, some kind of commotion, some kind of fight. Jimmy, don't ask me what it was. Jimmy, don't. <laughs> Jimmy, don't ask me what it was. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. Can we keep going? Can we just end no, the podcast? Right. We just, you want me to keep song? I know the song. I really do. Do you like the song? Keep singing. I'm a singer. End the podcast. You are little Chibi. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.